How are you feeling? No, 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 really, let's talk about your feelings. Stay with me. I know it's awkward. I don't know you very well. In fact, I don't know you at all. But I promise I won't get all warm and fuzzy on you. Although there's nothing wrong with that, is there? A man once told me that he would rather get his teeth extracted at the dentist than talk about his feelings. Now, that may be a tad extreme. However, it does say something about how some men have a difficult relationship with emotions. There are men who describe themselves as an emotional retard, a truly awful term, by the way. And there are some men who describe themselves being closed off or numb, all of which captures the confusion when it comes to feelings. In this episode, which is part one of Men and Emotion, we discuss to feel or not to feel. That is the question. And in particular, why men have such a hard time in terms of emotions. What are the messages that we give ourselves about feelings? And I'm going to introduce you to two common types of responses to feelings, one healthy and one not so healthy. Welcome to Man Talk, a podcast of real conversations about life, your life, our life, and the emotional well-being of men. My name is Howard Todd Collins. I'm a psychotherapist and a consultant. I'm also a coach and founder and host of Man Talk. Can you feel it? Sit back, relax, join me for this latest episode of Man Talk. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode number three of Men Talk, the podcast. If you want to find out more about what we're doing at Men Talk, check out the Instagram, Men Talk with Howard. Check out the Facebook page, Men Talk. And also, if you want, you can sign up to the newsletter where you get a bit more information on a periodic basis. You can find the sign up for the newsletter on the link in the show notes, but also at the Men Talk website. That's mentalk.com. Today, we're having a brief look at this question of feelings. To feel or not to feel, that is the question. When it comes to feelings, do you think there's a difference in expectations for men and women? How does that look in your life? I think in general, most of us tend to think that women are much better at expressing themselves emotionally. But what about men? If we buy into this idea that we should be strong and fearless, What happens to our feelings? How do they get expressed? How do they manifest themselves? Are they inward or are they outward? You know, one of the major dilemmas for many men is what to do with their negative emotions. Many blokes describe very real and very pragmatic reasons why they bottle up their feelings. And this certainly aligns with my experience, uh, particularly in my early life and even from time to time today, if I'm getting myself overwhelmed. You know, I was often scared to appear weak or incompetent. I didn't always know the words of how to express myself. It was often uncomfortable when I was sharing feelings, and I would often ask myself the question, why would I want to do that? And the feelings were just way too deep. They could just open up a Pandora's box of some kind, and I was most particularly scared that I would lose control. So when it comes to these kind of dilemmas of emotion, our conditioning runs quite deep. You know, it's kind of passed on from 
maybe our fathers or our grandfathers or even our mothers or our families who demonstrated to us that maybe that feelings were better off to be kept inside. It's sort of where we were taught to man up in some way. And if you consider some of the essence of traditional masculinity is in some ways being invulnerable. So the kind of message is that the more invulnerable you are, the more manly you are, you can see the dilemma where most of us blokes don't express ourselves through being vulnerable. There are many men who think that feelings are just too vague and fuzzy. They're just not any real language or words that can describe them. Although many men that experience a sense of being numb to feelings and they would just prefer to stay silent. And of course, there are men who judge feelings as being weak. And it's part of the reasons why we suck it up or we don't quite know exactly what it is that we're feeling, and we're getting a bit cloudy in our head when it comes to emotions, so we kind of dismiss them or we give up. But you know, all of us, men and women, have very complicated reactions to their feelings. So the important question here is, how do you feel about your feelings? How do you feel about feelings? What kind of question is that, I hear you ask? And it is an odd question. It may appear difficult to answer, let alone even why it's relevant. But allow me to explain. I ask it because the answers will shape your view of your emotional life. And in turn, this will determine the degree of emotional acceptance that's so vital in your own emotional well-being and in the way you connect with the people close to you. The way you feel about feelings has a technical term. It's called meta-emotion, which literally means the way we feel about feelings or the way we think about feelings. So if I ask you to take a step back for a moment and reflect on your feelings or your thoughts about feelings, you will start to see how you identify and process your emotional life, and quite likely you'll see how you may get in your own way. Meta-emotion impacts the way all of us, men and women, are in touch with our own feelings and the feelings of others. Now, in terms of meta-emotion, there's some classifications here. There are actually four types, and I'm just going to run through them with you very briefly. The first type is what we call negative to negative. That is a negative feeling to a negative feeling. So for example, feeling embarrassed about feeling sad, both of which are negative feelings. You have one response, embarrassment, to another response, which is sadness. There's also negative to positive meta-emotion. So feeling guilty about feeling happy. And then you get positive to positive emotion. So feeling hopeful about feeling relieved is an example. And you get positive to negative emotions or meta emotions, which are quite rare in some ways. But for example, it's feeling relief or pleased about feeling angry, just as an example. Now, in many studies, the negative to negative meta emotions were the most common type which kind of indicates that most of us get upset or nervous or angry about our own negative emotions in particular. Now, in terms of experiencing negative and negative meta-emotion, it's not necessarily a bad thing. 
The trick is to kind of maybe learn to understand how these emotions or these meta-emotions dictate the way we deal with our lives, whether it's making us flexible or inflexible in how we cope. So how does meta-emotion come about? I'm glad you asked. Well, there's a, an idea out there that's called meta-emotion philosophy. Now, there's some guys over in the States. This is where some of the research is. It's Dr. John Gottman and his wife, Dr. Julie Gottman, who have the Gottman Institute in the USA. I'll leave some of those details in the show notes for you to follow up on. But basically, they are pioneers in the research of healthy, long-lasting relationships. They train clinicians And they also create some amazing products and programs for people and for couples around the world. Now, they and their very clever colleagues at the Institute have come up with this concept. It's actually called parental meta-emotion philosophy, which is designed or defined rather as an organized set of thoughts and feelings about one's own emotions. And in particular, as a parent, one's child's emotions. So the place, in essence, in terms of where we learn about emotions is from our own experience of being parented, which kind of makes sense, really. So we will then carry many of the beliefs about emotions from our own parents and we'll take them with us into our own lives today, including our relationships and our families and, of course, in the way we deal with the feelings in ourselves. So what does this actually mean for you and I Well, we are clearly influenced by our early life, and the chances are that we've taken on beliefs and thoughts and feelings about feelings that will still impact us today. A significant part of my own personal development was exploring my meta-emotional history, which in part has come from my own family and culture and gender, all of which kind of taught me to stay silent about negative feelings, and it's where I learned to hide them. Now, according to the Gottmans and their researchers, they began to look at where we get this meta-emotion from. And of course, in terms of family, they discovered through their research that parents held certain kinds of beliefs in regarding to emotions and their socialization, all of which are so significant in the emotional development of kids. So there were some parents they found that believed that it was important to be in touch with emotions and express them in socially appropriate ways. So they would uh, kind of have a, an environment at home which was much more accepting of emotions. So the environment was acceptance in terms of feelings. And there were some parents who believed that negative emotions were harmful, that they should be controlled, not be expressed and be overcome quickly. So the environment in those kind of families was much more dismissive of emotion, if not disapproving. So have a think about your own parents for a moment or your early caregivers. What do you remember as their beliefs regarding emotions? You would have picked up, consciously or otherwise, certain messages about certain feelings. And for many men, they were often told, for example, big boys don't cry, or that anger is bad, or in fact often punished, or that you may have been told, don't be sad, be good, or that all emotions, whatever they were, were just too loud and noisy, and maybe you were told to be quiet. 
So you may recognize looking back in your life that you fall into both of these categories in terms of emotional responses, more acceptance or dismissal or disapproval. The consequences of more dismissive reactions to feelings is that we generally then push down or push away our emotions. And it can be particularly confusing for many men to find a language for feelings, and many blokes actually give up and distract themselves. Some men get very stuck in more critical or judgmental thoughts about their feelings and close off even more. And there are too many men who tend to escape, avoid or deny their feelings altogether and find certain kinds of behaviours to numb or avoid the feelings that become more destructive over time. And some examples of this would be excessive drinking or drug use to self-medicate, or that people that increase their screen time to numb or zone out, or end up working longer hours to distract themselves, or men who just become very dependent on physical exercise, exclusively almost, to manage their stress levels. So when you recognize meta-emotions in yourself and any kind of distracting or numbing behaviors, try not to disregard them. Just begin to notice what kind of effect they're having on you. If you ignore them, you'll just keep responding and behaving in the same way. So try and reflect, for example, on why you're feeling angry about feeling sad or why you feel angry about feeling angry or why you get irritable when you're nervous or anxious, and maybe you can start to recognize when these responses are helpful or not. You know, pressing, pressing, processing your meta-emotions take thought, and I would encourage you to be open and actively reflect on your emotional experiences. One of the most powerful ways to counteract negative meta-emotion responses is acceptance. Now, a psychological definition of acceptance is the practice of allowing all your thoughts and feelings to be as they are, which basically means you have to make room for any kind of difficult thoughts or feelings. It's pretty normal to have negative or difficult thoughts and feelings about lots of aspects of our life, whether you're a father or a partner, or you're struggling at work, or you're tired or overwhelmed, or you're trying to get through a pandemic, for example. Most of our lives will involve varying degrees of painful and challenging thoughts from time to time. Acceptance entails some new ways to handle these kind of feelings. If you are more accepting of all your emotions, you will see feelings as an opportunity for self-care and to increase your intimacy and connection with the people you love. You'll find more ways to communicate what you're experiencing and you'll find the language to describe what you're feeling and most significantly you'll see emotions as such an important step to solve problems. Within this question to feel or not to feel we've had a look very briefly at why men have such a hard time. And I've introduced you to this concept of meta-emotion. There are some links in the show notes to find out more about it. I've also outlined two common types of responses to feelings, you know, the healthy response of acceptance and maybe the not-so-helpful response of dismissive. And the solution really lies in the way we learn to be more accepting. 
When you notice your meta emotions more often, you will start to get better at processing and communicating your feelings. No matter how you were parented, your meta emotion philosophy is not hardwired. It can change. If you think for a minute about how you felt the last time you experienced being happy or angry or sad or fearful, how did you respond to those feelings? Did you share them with somebody? Did you avoid them? Did you label them or dismiss them? What did you do to cope with the feelings? I would encourage you to keep practicing identifying what you're feeling and start to share them with at least one person that you trust in your own life. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please tell your mates. Give me a review wherever you found the podcast. Follow me on Instagram, sign up for the newsletter, and I'll catch you again in the next episode of Man Talk. Man Talk.